is my first installment of Quick and Crazy Thoughts. My first Quick and Crazy Thought pertains to the Me Too movement. I was watching the movie Demolition Man the other day, and there's a scene in the movie when Sylvester Stallone meets Sandra Bullock and a couple other people in the room. So when he shakes the guy's hand, Sandra Bullock says, it's uncommon that we greet each other with physical contact. Then there was a different scene in the movie when I think he touched her or goes to touch her. I couldn't find the clip on YouTube to refresh my mind with it, but there was something about him touching her and she kind of acted crazy. But the main thing about the whole thing I'm talking about is the sex scene in the movie. At some point, they finally get together. She asks him to have sex. She greets him with a weird way of asking him to have sex. It was like a very robotic, um, very particular robotic way of talking to him when she asked him about sex. So then he agreed to have sex with her. Then she proceeds to grab two helmets, like look like they were about to be like a shock therapy type of thing, put them on both of their heads. Then they sat there and she said, he said, what are we doing? He said, we're having sex, she told him. So that was how they have sex in the future because this movie is based on in the future. There were cops. I'm not sure if it's a different planet or what part of the future or how far in the future or advanced they are. But if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. If you didn't see it, go watch it after this and you understand what I'm talking about from the movie. But it seems like this can be where the Me Too movement is really pushing human beings to be. Going from to the point of not having any physical contact whatsoever. So on one hand, I can totally understand if you'd be like, yo, that sounds completely crazy. You sound nutty. But if you look at some of the stuff going on with the Me Too movement, people are literally going down for people saying they touched them 20, 30, 40, and 50 years ago with absolutely no evidence, no proof, nothing but their word against theirs. Even if they go to court and get acquitted of the charges, they still, in the meantime, have to face the public opinion of the, which now today is called the internet, which makes public opinion a thousand times worse than it was 20 30 40 years ago even if you're found not guilty after the situation and after you go to court at that point the damage is already done some people lose endorsements they lose jobs they lose all type of stuff and have to settle for lawsuits in some cases just to settle it out of court just to not even want to have their names smeared all over the internet and all over tv so it's not far-fetched to me that the me too movement can be going towards what's going on in the movie demolition man been here even earlier but gn got me showing one of them last man or last man standing episodes with jtt right as oh. i'm walking out the door okay what am i supposed to do i gotta watch his first scene which character was he playing because i think we established there were several different times in the last man standing series where jonathan taylor thomas guest starred yeah he uh was some kind of uh host at a high-end restaurant mm, yeah. yes i remember seeing yeah. that one when we were previously talking about this and pulling up youtube clips yeah when it's it, great to catch it in the wild though what was the conflict there like the place was too snooty and uh tim allen didn't know how to act at a high-class restaurant or what i haven't figured the show out completely yet okay uh because you see tim allen he's got a little bit of money in this show oh that doesn't seem Nah, it doesn't seem like what I imagine the show to be. Well, because he like owns one of those like camping world stores, you okay, know. Okay, yeah. So like he's a successful local entrepreneur, you know. I, yeah. With well, some hot daughters, well, to do old white man. Right. Yeah. So I'm not doesn't want his taxes getting raised. Yeah. Right. He's very, very conservative in this. Uh, he mentions the Taliban a lot. <laughs> well, no. Is he worried they're gonna come to his camping store? 
Uh, yeah, he kind of uses it as did like. You, did you see lessons. the episode where the Taliban does come to his camping store? Because I heard it was a very controversial one. It's actually pretty lighthearted and funny. Oh, yeah. Maybe I need to check that show out. Then they I took given it the chance it deserves. They took that South Park approach where they had Osama and kind of like a Bugs Bunny role. I walk out here every night with hustle, loyalty, respect on my sleeve. That is a credo I have adopted from the men and women who defend the freedom of this country. We have caught and compromised to a permanent end Osama bin Laden. This is something tonight, but I feel damn proud to be an American. That is funny. I saw Al as well in an episode. Al the Borland. Other day. Yeah. Um, Richard Carn. Yeah, he was a really. He wasn't, he wasn't playing Al Borland. No, he was an aggressive drunk in this. <laughs> who had been wrong? Very anti Al by Tim Allen, or whatever his character's name is. Is it? Is it at least Tim? Is it no, Tim something? Or? It's uh. Oh, you put uh, him in a show and not have him be Tim. That makes no sense. Baxter's the last name. <laughs> uh, what is it? What? Whatever his first name is, we'll say. Eric, for the sake of the the story, okay, he says something to Al Borland's character, and Al Borland turns to him and goes, "I don't think so, Eric." I'm gonna. I, I don't want you watching the show anymore. Uh, I think I like. There's it. other things you could be doing with your time. No, not That's really. Not a good idea for us. I got nothing going. You got. You're like moving into a new house and stuff. You at least got some things cleaned up. Yeah, we got some stuff that, in boxes. Out of that asshole you're leaving. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I'm just distracted by Tim Allen sitcoms all day long. Mostly distracted by Tim Allen sitcoms oh, all day long, man. but you know. But we're not here to talk sitcoms. We're here to talk action movies because no, we always end up doing it though. Yeah, well, you like to talk about what you see on TV. I know it's Babli Oil et Bleu. Mm-hmm. Is that the name of it? That's close enough. That's French for those that don't know, which is French for. Go fuck yourself. The show's called Go Fuck Yourself? Eh, maybe. It's, it could be. That's aggressive. It could be. No wonder we've been bleeding followers recently. Oh, eh, I blame the COVID, you know? Yeah, that's true. A lot of people are dying out there. There's less ears for podcasts to be beamed into. Absolutely. It's a big statistic the, right it's now. It's the true tragedy of what's going on during this whole thing. <laughs> How's COVID affecting the podcast world? Nobody's man? commuting. Nobody's listening to our podcasts. No, no, no one's on a train. We need an injection car. of government money to keep these podcasts going. Yes, we do. We're waiting for our podcast stimulus check. I heard, I heard a rumor that was supposed to get cut next week. So Is it? I'm looking forward to that. 
Does it go by how many podcasts you have in the household? We should probably check that out. We should probably start a few more before that thing gets signed. Yeah, see if we can get a couple more dollars out of it. Gotta feed the monkey, man. Yep. Speaking of monkeys, I'm one of your hosts. I am at, oh, with me as always. He is the Wilson to my Tim. He is Nate Adams. Ahoy, hoy there, neighbor Matt. Right there. I knew you would be. (laughs) I knew you would. Because you love the TVs. That's right, yeah. TVs and films. TVs and films. There's, if there's two things I know about, those are two of them. Yeah. There's three things I know about. Well, I don't know what the other one would be. I don't know much about much. How was... Uh, I was raised by the television. Yeah. Just like the cable guy. <laughs> you were never there for me, were you, mother? Mike and Carol Brady to raise me. I am the bastard son of Claire Huxtable. I am the lost Cunningham. I learned the facts of life from watching the facts of life. Oh, God. I always tell people when they're like, what's Nate like? I'm like, mm-hmm. if you could mix... Jim Carrey's character mm-hmm. in Cable Guy with, with Jack, Jack Black's, Black's character, character from Cable, Cable Guy. Guy. <laughs> yeah. That's, 100%. That's you. Yeah. So you're right there. 100%. It sounds like we work these bits out off air, but this is real life, man. Mm-hmm. Unfolding. Matt, let's get into the rundown of the action movie we're talking about this week. Mm-hmm. This is an action movie podcast. Mm-hmm. We are in July. It means we have been deep into our second annual 90s action movie Mount Rushmore where we watch a JCVD, a Steven Seagal, a Sylvester Stallone, and coming up, no spoilers, but... I think I know this one. Means next week's gotta be a... It's gotta be... Charles Bronson, King of the 90s. Oh, I was thinking Vin Diesel. Ooh, maybe. King of late 90s? Yeah, does Triple triple X crawl in there? No, we'll be A couple of those fast We'll be in a Schwarzenegger. Once we run out of these, we'll have to move to our... 2000s action movie Mount Rushmore where we do a Statham of Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah. Who else? Who's the other two? Keanu Reeves again. Oh, Jet Li. Oh, yeah. Some he Jet was Lee. all over 2000s. Yeah, the 2000s. Worst decade. An Ong Bok. This week is our Sylvester Stallone. Um, our rundown is going to be brought to us by the new grilled cheese burrito at Taco Bell. I almost tried one of those In the tonight. future, all restaurants are Taco Bell, so you might as well just get out there and deal with the new normal. I didn't even think about it. I had Taco Bell tonight. You should have went with I the grilled right cheese in. burrito, yeah. Uh, I went my usual uh, beef or cheesy Frito beefy burrito, oh, whatever that man. is. That thing's just... I don't know if that thing's going to stick around. They're, oh, it's been on the dollar menu They're trimming the menu. They're getting rid of all potatoes. What? All grillers. The seven-layer burrito, fucking what? done for. Yeah, it's it's like over at Taco Bell, they're slashing and burning. I read an article about it. The potatoes? All potatoes. Anything with the potato, done. They're not doing potatoes at Taco Bell anymore. My wife loves the cheesy Fiesta potatoes. Cheesy Fiesta potatoes, done. Can I stay Soft here tonight? potato taco, fucking done. I don't think I should go home. We should at least cut your electricity and your internet. Okay, real so quick. She so find out. she get, gets any word from the outside world, it's going to be a suicide watch. I got Xfinity. I think I can kill the internet from here. Perfect. Um, our rundown is of 1993's Demolition Man, Demolition a film Man. that has a runtime of a cool 115 minutes. Yeah. A budget of anywhere between 
45 and 77 million dollars wikipedia said i would combine the two i just don't really understand the disparity of that it's multiple a big, sources it's a jump it's almost it's, twice as much. There's, there's a lot of wiggling room in between there. Again, I would just combine the two numbers. Yeah. Um, gross, apparently, overall international, $159.1 million is what they, they wrote down there. Somebody's not reporting. I don't trust the numbers on Demolition Man here, but uh, in general, it seems like Demolition Man was enough of a hit to where uh, we can call this a big success, at least commercially. The director is an Italian man, I guess, named uh, Marco Brambilla. Brambilla? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't speak Italian. I don't know how they pronounce their double L's. Uh, Basically, all this guy has done is this movie and then Excess Baggage. Great film. It's that Alicia Great Silverstone film. movie, right? I was trying to think of the name of it I, I a couple so. weeks ago. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> it's right. It's coming up again. Excess baggage is coming up a lot in my life right now. There's like another one with like some annoying late 90s, early 2000 girl and like that American Pie guy. Mm, that it's also got good. like baggage in the title, I okay. think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. To we'll be continued, at, maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe one day when we're doing late 90s. Who cares? American Pie cast uh, spinoff series. We'll, we'll talk about you that. You ever see any of those American Pie movies? Yes. Oh. I don't know how many there are. I, I've seen American Pie. Okay. I know it has like a bunch of direct-to-video sequels that I have not seen or whatever. I was I mean, in... That thing was... That was a sensation. I didn't see it. There in the late 90s. I've Everybody heard things. saw it. I did not. I was a very well, angsty... What were you doing that summer? I was a very angsty Everybody team. was going to see American Pie. Yeah, it's what the masses were doing. I was like, fuck that. I'm going to see The Matrix for the 49th time. No, I saw Matrix once. Fuck American Pie. I saw half of The Matrix once. Hated that movie. I'm buying my pleather duster. I'm going to see The Matrix again. Matrix. Boring. Stars of this film. Number one, we have Sylvester Stallone playing John Spartan. That's right, motherfucker. 20th century's most destructive cop who's then frozen in a cryo prison for getting people killed while he's being too reckless of a loose cannon cop. Does he live in a in a in a world where like Freebie and the Bean don't live? Cuz if, if in they what exist respect? in what respect? If they exist Are you in saying the same... does Freebie and the Bean and Demolition Man exist in the same cinematic yeah, universe? Right. Is, that, is that your question? Cuz if so, then he's not the most destructive cop yeah. of all time. They tell us he is, but we don't we don't see enough okay. of the uh evidence on screen after having sat through freebie and the bean it's a it's a it's a thinker you of course know sylvester stallone from playing the role of stud in the movie the party at kitty and studs which is an snm porno where he uh don't bring it up has sex with three women it took a lot just to get my wife to watch this movie don't keep bringing that movie up Oh, yeah, that's right. It's one of her favorites. So uh, she's probably always talking your ear off about it. It's the opposite. Because her creepy cousins that are like 60 now showed it to her when she was 12. I can't believe she ended up marrying a man. (laughs) Wesley Snipes is in this film playing Simon Phoenix, the bad guy. He's the 20th century's most ruthless criminal who also gets frozen in a cryo prison for his troubles. You, uh, of course, remember him as being Noxima in the movie Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. What a cast. Sandy Bullock is in this movie. Young Sandy Bullock. She doesn't even have her speed fame yet. Playing mm-hmm. uh, Lenina Huxley, a police officer in 2032, I think. Is that the, is that the, uh, the date? That 36. 36, maybe? Okay. She's 36. obsessed with 20th century oh, nostalgia. Oh, no, no. 32, you were right. Uh, you know her as playing Tess McGill in the Working Girl TV series, probably. Ooh. 
She was also on a good run of the George Lopez oh, show. Wow. Yeah. That's very prestigious. Flexing, flexing the old sitcom knowledge on Intervent, you. Invented the internet in the net. Yep. Fought gravity in gravity. She's been all over the fucking place. Fought gravity with the helps of scarves. She's always covering her neck. I think she's got she's old got, lady turkey oh, neck. I was going to say, maybe like some, uh, got some glands out or something, some surgery. She have to get a thyroid. She's not fucking work Val Kilmer, man. Dennis Leary is in this movie playing Edgar Friendly, the leader of a subterranean group of Morlocks who oppose the order of the future. I got this one. Mm-hmm. You might know him from always playing Dennis Leary. No, that's not true. He oh, was much mistake. different as Lieutenant Poole in Operation Dumbo Drop. You know that one escaped me? Also staff writer on MTV's Remote Control. Oh, yeah. Back in the mid-80s, which was... He was. My favorite thing ever, back when I had a babysitter that always made me watch MTV, and I was hoping that TV show, TV show, would come on, and I wouldn't have to just watch Duran Duran videos. He, uh, you're the reason they don't show videos anymore. That's probably, probably very true. That's where his. He had fucking Colin Quinn. It had the Sandman. I was just going to say, like, that's where his uh, friendship with Colin Quinn started, wasn't it? Uh, I'll take channel two. Channel two, it's Quinn's brother. It's Colin's brother. Hey, I think I. Colin, I think I bought your leather. Hi, Kenny, how are you? Good. Hi, Kyle, how are you? How are you doing, Dan? jacket. Yeah, I know it's your jacket. It's your pants, it's your shirt, it's your sneakers. I was up in your dressing room watching your special, and I got bored. So I flipped over to the Fox Network, and I was watching that show, uh, the Lee Volman show. Stupid show. You know, it's the Swedish show. Hold chicken. on, you moron. I'm a moron? That's not the Lee Volman show. It's called the Tracy Chapman it's show. It's the Lee Volman show. show. Okay, I just watched the show. Look, don't there. tell me. Don't touch right? me like that. Okay. Okay. Hey, fellas. Hey, guys. Guys, guys. Hey, hey. Hey, fellas. Hey, rattling hums out on CD. Rattling Hum is out on CD, your favorite Irish band. Wow. Nigel Hawthorne is in this film playing Dr. Raymond Cocteau, who's the guy who invented the cryo prisons uh, and outlawed it, everything fun. Isn't it Sir Nigel Hawthorne? Uh, could be. He's a very fancy stage actor over believe. there in England. He was King George in the Madness of King George. That's probably how most Americans know him. Because we're... Not going to London stage plays. King George. Especially in COVID. King George, I love that play. That's mm-hmm. the one where uh, fucking... Uh, you're, you're thinking of King Ralph. Dan from uh, you Roseanne. Ralph. It's 100% not what you're thinking of. Then why did I see Dan from Roseanne on, on Broadway? Bob Gunton is in this movie playing Police Chief Earl, the stick-up-his-ass police chief who hates the demolition man. Sure does. He also had a stick shoved straight up his ass when he was the warden in Shawshank Redemption, so hmm. this guy's got a type. I never saw that movie either, Nate. That's an impossible movie to avoid. It was on constant Turner, both his channels, TNT and TBS would... It'd be on at one point, 24-7, from 1999 yeah. all the way to 2017. Right. Impossible. I just never watched that. it. What's weird is that Rob Schneider is in this movie. Uh, weird how? It's weird because he's got like a pretty big role. Chunky yeah. speaking role with like multiple, uh, and he's an, an a real A-list uh, celebrity, but he's not listed under the cast list on like IMDb or any huh. of the other big fucking like they just pretend like Rob Schneider's not in this movie and I was like are we erasing him from history did he run over a kid while drunk driving or something why is, why has Rob Schneider been erased from demolition man he plays a lot of ethnic characters oh yeah can't imagine people are too happy about that 
Either way, Rob Schneider's in this movie. You know him as the making copies guy. Making, making copies. copies. It's Never still funny. Old. Never gets still old. Still funny. 2020. <sighs> uh, also, coming up the rear here, I think I should just mention that there is a character in this movie, Zachary Lamb, who's Hell a police yeah. helicopter pilot. We get him. He's the one character we get both in the present and in the future. Hell yeah. So young ones played by one of the Johnsons from Die Hard. What? Old ones played by old Moses the Clockkeeper from the Hudsucker Proxy. You're just talking crazy, crazy talk now. crazy right He's there. also Del Paxton, famous hmm. jazz drummer hmm. in the Tom Hanks vehicle, hmm. that thing you do. Who, uh, Bill Cobbs or the Johnson? Bill Cobbs. Okay. Yeah. Bill Cobbs is a great actor. Yeah. I don't remember that thing you do. I watched it on an airplane once when it was pretty new and found it to be cloying. I'm oh. going to say cloying. Oh. Tagline of this film. The 21st century's most dangerous cop. The 21st century's most ruthless criminal. Period. I like it. Plot of this film right here. Let's get a little uh, little, little plot synopsis here. Okay. <clears throat> Simon Phoenix, a violent criminal cryogenically frozen in 1996, escapes during a parole hearing in 2032. There it yeah. is, 23. And the utopia of San Angeles. Police are incapable of dealing with his violent ways and turn to his captor, who had also been cryogenically frozen after being wrongfully accused of killing 30 innocent people while this. apprehending... Simon Phoenix. That, my friends, is Demolition Man. Just some light material for you to work through. It's breezy. Breezy for a scorching hot July evening here. (sighs) Matt, let's get into bullet points. Okay. This is the second segment of our show. It's not a new thing. It's a thing we always do where we dig through our notes and we start to go through all the little things that struck our fancies, tickled our willies Uh as we are watching... These weird, wild movies that we uh, yeah. subject ourselves to what about on a the weekly stuff, basis. What about the stuff I don't like? Can I talk about that, too? Yes, 100%. This really works Anything out. that gave you gout, let me know about it. This is... Hit me up with that, son. Quite the forum for me. I got L.A. 96 mm-hmm. Endo Days. Yeah, this fucking cool, cool opening shot here. The Hollywood sign's on fire. It's just actively on fire. That's the first thing we see. Yeah. This is 1993, this movie came out. It's telling us that three years later, it's all it's going to be is three years later, the entirety of Los Angeles is on fire. That's that's how much we were fucking like into the narrative of street crime in the early 90s. Like, what do we got left? Do you think like three more years before it's the post-apocalypse? Much like today's chaos, they started filming this shortly after the L.A. riots. Rodney King. They just kind of, you know... Quickest way from one point to another. Yeah. Straight line. I wish everything would have been burnt to the ground by 1996. That would have been a lot of grief we didn't have to sit through over the course of the last 24 years. I think it really would have helped usher in that hacker's era, too. Oh, man. Everybody's wearing, like, tire tread jackets. and I think we need to burn it all to the ground before we get to the cyberpunk era. Brendan Fraser crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm like ready I'm to jack in. I know you are, man. I want to jack in on. as soon as you can do it. I, I want to be one of the first experimental people to get the operation, to get the plug behind my ear so yeah. I can jack in. Yeah. Test it out on me. Who cares if it goes wrong? I'll cover for you and tell everybody that it's one of them colloquial implants or whatever. I'll be like, Nate's deaf. I'll be like, oh, yeah. You oh, didn't know that? You should, I'm going to be bragging right and left about the fact that I can jack in. I don't really need anything to be covered. I just like to lie, so... So our opening here in the burning Los Angeles, we meet uh, 
fucking John Spartan mm-hmm. in a fucking police chopper getting choppered into somewhere by uh, the Johnson from Die Hard. Correct. And he's just like, shit's going down. It's crazy. A bus full of 30 people have been kidnapped yeah. by Simon Phoenix. That's the guy. A bad guy I hate. Time for me to bungee jump out of this chopper onto the top of like... Was it a bungee jump? Well, there's... Because there didn't seem like there was I, much I have bounce. questions about this because okay. he does... What looks like is going to be bungee jump out of a chopper falls many many feet, but then like there's no there's no recoil. So no. I'm like, well, why didn't that just like snap his spine in half then? I wanted because <laughs> all same he did thing. was jump like 300 feet, and yep. then the rope immediately stops in wow. midair. No just, give whatsoever. Just taut. But then he's just like, it's fine. I've done this a million times. Yeah. Let me pull out my pistol and start shooting people while I'm dangling here. As just like it's a cool move. Basically a pinata. <laughs> Made myself into a pinata for these guys to fucking bust open. Unless you're a really good shot. Yeah, apparently he is. He from going from a, a free fall to a sudden stop to gun out aiming and successfully shooting people. It's like half a second. Seamless. Done this a million times. Apparently, John Spartan. It's a cool set, Nate. Yeah, it's a just a big old flaming building, it's a big on fire, run down fucking warehouse of some sort that we're gonna. Blow sky high. Yeah. Would, it's a gigantic building that we're just going to completely fucking blow it sky high. For a lot of these movies, this one particular, some of them stick with me and I'll watch them again over time. This is definitely one that, like, I know I saw multiple times, like, mm-hmm. when it came out. Oh, yeah. It's like my brother's not, it was fucking cool. Right. But, like, clearly, clearly I Little haven't. Caesar's Crazy Bread and Rent Demolition Man. You're goddamn right. But, like, clearly I haven't seen this movie since probably, like, 96. Oh, wow. I've seen it definitely in the 2000s. Have you? Not for, like, years, but definitely was okay. watching this thing in the 2000s. So it was fun to watch it again and be like, um, like, what do I remember? How much of it is shitty? What holds up? None of it. And I got to say, that beginning, mm-hmm. way edgier than I remembered. See, the thing that really, like, stood out at me at this first thing was I was not digging, like, the camera work and the editing. It That's was very fair. just, like, too many angles, too much moving, too much cutting 90s shit. And I was like... Oh, I didn't remember this as being an action movie that's like hard to watch because yeah. of the camera work. But it definitely, once this 90s flashback is over, that shit stops. So I think it was yeah. like on purpose trying to just like visually bring to you the chaos of this era we're in, yeah. juxtaposed to like the serenity of the future we're about to see. We're like, you see ca- how crazy this is? The They're camera do Woodstock settles again. down by quite a bit. Yeah, it's basically we're in the middle of fucking Woodstock 99 here. Fred yeah. Durst is like raping teenage girls. Everything's on well. fire. The camera is fucking going nuts. John Spartan's just murdering like three dozen fucking bad guys. Yeah. Simon Phoenix, meanwhile, is like, oh, John Spartan's here? I better uh, start stabbing all these barrels of gasoline I've got lined up on the wall here in my office. Yep. Yep. So he does that. Gasoline's draining everywhere. Just everywhere. John Spartan busts through the door and is like, hey, freeze, Simon Phoenix. I'm here to apprehend you. I'm not smelling or noticing the fact that this entire gigantic room is full of gasoline uh, oh, to the point that I'm up to my ankles in uh, freestanding gasoline. Smells like gasoline in here. My eyes are burning. I was like, okay, we're establishing first off, John Spartan, no not much of a detective here. Oh, okay. <laughs> his detective work, not quite on. I don't think that's the strengths he's bringing to his mm, police work, probably. Mm, okay. The detective skills. Right. He's more of a go and get him kind of guy. 
But uh, Wesley Snipes is like, oh, you going to shoot me? I got a blowtorch. I'll fucking light you on fire. You'll burn to death. I know what you're thinking. The gasoline doesn't light. It's the fumes. Mm-hmm. How come he's got an open flame in a room full of gasoline Listen, and everything's fine? Doesn't matter. It ends up he lights Demolition up by man. flicking a cigarette and that doesn't like gasoline either. We're not, we're not sticking to the oh, rules okay. of r- real life here. We're just trying to blow this building up real good. So like he's like, where's the hostages? You got Wesley Snipes is fucking wild. You can tell right from the beginning. Wild-eyed. He's just it's not even like fucking white men can't jump when no. he's prancing around. It's like... Fucking Jack Nicholson's '89 Batman Joker. Like, oh he's hell yeah! He's basically doing his version of Nicholson's fucking Joker in this fucking movie. You're not wrong. He's screaming. He's prancing. He's like doing catchphrases. Yep. His hair's like Dennis Rodman, fucking yellow. He's wearing like crazy striped pants. Dennis Rodman famously bleached his hair after he saw this. <laughs> after movie. seeing Demolition Man. Yep. Man, this fucking this is like seminal shit right here mm-hmm. as far as what the late 90s were going to look like. We were all just chasing that demolition man high. Oh, still are, I feel. Yeah, but he's like, where's the hostages? Snipes is like, what hostages? Yada, yada, yada. Lights the room on fire. We learn that there's like barrels of C4 around too, like entire barrels stacked up. Yeah. Seems to be like Wesley Snipes just bought a warehouse and filled it full of gasoline and C4. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So everything explodes, as you would imagine, but don't it worry. Sure did. Because John Spartan picks up Wesley Snipes and outruns the explosion. And, like, they, there's... They're, like, on, like, the fourth floor, like, office yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when this explosion starts, he starts yeah. running, and then they just come out of, like, the ground floor, like, front doors of this fucking place. I've got, like... Just narrowly avoiding one of the biggest explosions I've ever seen on camera. I've got, like, three notes in a row here. One's, like, all capitals, and it just says, EXPLOSION! Uh-huh, yeah. And then it's followed up with... Stallone's fine. <laughs> and then it's followed up with... So is Phoenix. Like, this is a scene from a Flash comic. That's the that's the only way this makes any yeah. sense is if you're staging this in a Flash comic and the Flash can move between the seconds because he's so fast. I thought, like, it was going to... outrun explode. This is maybe more insane than Steven Seagal outrunning the train crash at the end of Under Siege 2. It's a little crazier than Seagal outrunning anything. I thought it was going to be we like... We don't have hobbled, need old HGH Stallone yet here in 1993. Ooh, that's true. Uh, There's like one scene where he tries to run down a dock in that first Expendables movie, and I was just waiting for one of his knees to, to buckle, and I was like, out. no way he's ever running again. Nope. From this point on, Stathan's nope. doing all the running in these movies. That's right. He figured out what uh, uh, Seagal figured you out. Time to start doing 30s. that stationary Steven Seagal stuff. I did. You got figured out, you know. I mean, I mean, I feel bad for how much I made fun of him for the way he moved <laughs> his arms, but like now I get it. It hurts. I don't like it. They should start like hawking those like copper knee braces or whatever. I think that's like, it could be a good side hustle for Just Seagal and Stallone. Fucking Seagal, Stallone, and Brett Favre in a commercial together. tell you about the mystical healing properties of copper. Like, and you know... The human growth hormone. The best part is, though, like, if Seagal's in it and we get Brett Favre, uh-huh. if all three of them are there, <laughs> right. Seagal's going to be like, our money shot is 
I run 100 yards and catch a touchdown from far. <laughs> I would love to see that. Everybody needs to know how great these hands are. I can catch a football. Yeah, and I just picture Seagal being like, there's no way I'm running. Just have me like sitting on the top of a mountain acting like I'm meditating or something and then make Stallone run and catch the football. And they can They can edit it. But yeah, I thought they were gonna like blow them like away from the building, but it, they were just like, oh no, okay. He, you he see them, them out. crash out of the window and like fall into like yeah. a, a lake or something. I thought it was gonna be one of those. And then no, it was there's just, just like no oh. pains taken to make any uh, sense of why they don't explode in this giant explosion. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, it was it was the setup like they get blown up and the only way they can really save them is freeze them. I couldn't remember, but nope, that's not my it. answers or questions were answered quickly. The next scene, like uh, they're just like John Spartan, you blew up another building, man. You're the demolition man, and Snipes is like. Oh, there's a bunch of people in there. They all died, and he said he didn't care, and he blew it up. And John Spartan's like, believe me, a police officer, not this mass-murdering king of a drug operation. He's the one that blew it up, and I did not know there was hostages in there. He's got a long-standing police record of being a maniac jump cut to you are found guilty john spartan of all things it would be impossible to prove that's you have been sentenced to being one of the first people to be frozen in our new awesome cryo jail which is pretty cool it's on the future jail mount rushmore with the magnet boot fucking jail from face off that's for sure i'd say uh this uh this jail the magnet boot jail from uh face off Uh whatever that super jail is that they have in the marvel universe where they throw all the bad guys oh okay yeah they established one one you're talking about i don't think they established in the movies yet but it's there is one there is one in the comic books right now i'm going like i'm going those two i'm going New York City and Escape from New York. Okay. And Space Jail from the Guy Pierce movie Space Jail. How is that movie? It's Escape from New York remade, but in space, exactly. I need to watch that. I remember that. it being decently fun. I need to watch decently that. Fun. Love me some Guy Pierce. Gotta watch that. Uh, this opening scene where they're just like, they're showing some credits and mm-hmm. he's walking through the, the future jail and stuff. Yeah. I'm telling you. You could just take that uh, Eric Burden six feet deeper. What do you get? Oh, oh, they oh right. The opening yeah. of Joe versus the volcano. You could just put that right over this, uh-huh. man. It Some would work. people say your man That's is right. made out of mud. So what they're doing is they're stripping Stallone down to his skivvies, putting him in this big contraption where he's going to be frozen into a block of ice. And then we get like... They stripped him naked. Our opening credit roll, which is just like... His suspended naked body. Yeah. We view it from every possible angle. You could look at his naked body. They show the credits are like a lot of his blurred balls. Oh, man. A lot, a lot. Every inch of Stallone is, is on display here. Over to, how is how is the wife uh, responding to to all this this beefy man meat? Uh, she on these opening credits. She might have her, her nose buried that. in the phone. She might have, yeah, it might have been on the phone or smoking a cigarette or something. But yeah, there was jazz cigarette. But yeah, there was there's one shot in particular where it's like it's implied it's his schwans. Yeah, and it's like that looks a little embellished. You, you know, think it was a prosthetic, maybe a little bit. A little bit. I don't think Stallone's working with that. I was much. wondering at this point. Um, we watch a lot of cop movies. We watch a lot of movies where cops just brazenly uh, break the law and overstep their bounds in a 
Is this maybe the only cop movie in existence where a cop actually, like, goes to jail for all the wildly illegal stuff they do? And not even, like, like, halfway through, like, mm -hmm. immediately. Yeah, immediately. You're kind of a loose cannon, buddy. You've broken every single protocol we're supposed to follow. Uh, A lot of people are dead because of you. Instead of glossing over it, you're actually going to go to jail for it? I think that's the big, like, departure this movie makes from other action movies to, to make it interesting and new. What we're proposing here is people are held accountable for their actions. <laughs> eh, maybe sometimes. So what happens? He gets Guess frozen. There must have been a lot of white people on that bus of people that got killed. Goo. Uh, he gets frozen, and then all of a sudden, it's August third. Okay, twenty thirty two. That's what it is. It's a it's a a balmy August day in San Angeles. August third, twenty thirty two. Uh, do we start off at the police station? Is this the first shit we see? And Oh, no. Fucking no. Sandy Bullock is driving to the police station. Yep. She's doing some, like, voice chatting on her, like, screen in her car. And you're like, whoa, you could you could video chat with people while driving? Say, but. In 2032, there's a lot of crazy future stuff going on. Yeah, and it's the same warden uh-huh. from 1996. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. He's still the one in charge of the cryo what, prison. He was filling in for the warden in 1996, mm-hmm. but come 2032. He's been promoted. Yeah, he's the warden. He's got a, good, got a, a lot of good lines here. He's just like, uh, you're thinking a lot. That's for young people. I don't yeah. do any thinking. And Oh, don't worry. Things don't happen anymore. We took care of all that. It's, you know, just bullshit to kind of carry don't the story along, you know? And that's fine, but the real important part of this scene is the introduction of Sandra Bullock's eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very futuristic. They are. Handsome. They are right out of 1993, <laughs> and they are just a straight line. Uh-huh. Well, it's it's a curved line, but it's a very thin line. Sure. Just just across. So is this similar to the way people? So these women were just uh, plucking their eyebrows down to nothing yes. in the early 2000s. Yes. It came, it came back around. Yeah. yeah it kind of carried out of the 90s. Now we're like in full like bushy eyebrows or cool phase, which I'm for that for sure. Yeah. I, I remember the early 2000s being like, probably wasn't paying any attention to it in the early 90s. But when it came back around in the early 2000s, I was like, what the fuck are all you women doing to your eyebrows? Yeah. Like, what's the point of that? Don't make me guess how it, hairy it, it is looks down there. weird. Give me, and, a, give me a sign. And it seems like it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's... And now, like, they all look back at pictures of themselves. Like, oh, can you believe we're all doing this? And I'm like, oh, I told you you looked like a fucking moron when you were doing it. Yeah. You tried. You're always there for the ladies. And they were doing that two-toned hair shit where, like, my hair's brunette and blonde at the same time, and my eyebrows don't exist. Pretend like they don't exist. Bring back the bomb haircut. Terrible. bomb explosion Terrible era for female fashion, the early 2000s. Except for that's when they were doing all those... Thong thing. Low, yeah, Yeah. low-rise jeans with their thongs whale-tailing out of the top of it. We want that and bomb explosion hair brought back. You take take what you can get, I guess. There's, There's good and bad to these fashion trends. Well, there you have the facts of life. I learned the facts of life from watching the facts of life. Uh, but yeah, she makes her way to the fucking police station where we start getting some uh, just primo Rob Schneider right through the front door. Oh, He's like the receptionist. On her drive there, we should say that like shit weirdly starts coming out of the ground and you're like, what's coming out of the ground? Like, More on that later. Things start coming out of the ground in ways that I don't understand and I'm like, did this movie just turn into a cartoon? Why are there... Okay, for the first thing we see, the graffiti thing. 
Yeah, the graffiti like bomb. Like a little I robot think. comes like those trapdoor spiders, you know those yeah. things you see? They 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 create the little trap doors and then they pop open and like kill something. No. It's okay, it's a thing that exists in nature. This is essentially what's happening all over oh, this movie. Where, like a little like flap in the sod will come up and then like a robot of some kind will just yep. come out of the ground. Yep. We we established this thing in the beginning where it's like a little spray paint robot that then spray paints a wall with some graffiti that says Graffito tag. Life is hell E F. Correct. So that's that's the tagger. And then we we establish that the wall has anti-graffiti measures when like these fucking bars shoot out and then electricity happens and the paint's done. But then the little the little paint robot starts short circuiting for no reason and like sparks are flying everywhere out of it. The anti-graffiti wall shorted out the machine i that didn't visually happen the, the spray paint was much further fun. away than the electrical field thing was and i was like what is happening like, i remember it's got something to do with uh underground but they were just living in the sewers like i don't remember them being like tech mutant little tunnelers that were like digging their way up fucking Andy Dufresne Shawshank style. Yeah, I've like, got to set my robot loose. Creating the false trap doors in the sod of like business fucking parks or whatever. You know, this is weird. This is a, I don't know. Either way, it happens. Either way, it happens. And then Rob Schneider's like, the lovely Lenina Huxley. Yeah. I'm drooling all over you. And she's not like, ooh, get the fuck away from me, freak. She's like, oh, we're all friends here at the. Yeah. Uh, and this is immediately when I know, oh, people are different in the future. Yeah. If she's not responding to Rob Schneider, like, drooling all over her hand and, like, m'lady trying to kiss the back of her hand and shit, yeah. like, things are different in the future. People are way too friendly here. In Something a, is happening. In a regular 90s movie, mm-hmm. she would have been like, I'm going to cut your balls off and shove them down your throat. And then he would have been like, ooh, I got turned on a little. Yeah, or just, like, comically punched him out before you can even, like, get get, get a word out. But no, we're I think we're led to believe that Rob Schneider is just a normal guy that everybody gets along with in this film. Just an affable young man that works at the police yeah. department. Uh-huh. Strange. Yeah. Strange role for him. Strange days indeed, mama. Uh Oh, Benjamin Bratt is in this movie? I forgot to write that down. With his original nose. He's playing uh, just, like... Not her partner, but I guess just the nerd cop she always hangs out with. His character's name is Alfredo Garcia, which is fucking insane. Yeah. Like, we're dropping Sam Peckinpah references in Demolition Man. Okay. (laughs) What's an Italian director? Yeah, yeah, I guess. You know. uh, Where do you think he grew up watching? Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe he's just got a cousin named Alfredo Garcia, and he's throwing that guy above. This is my cousin. Uh, But, yeah, seriously, Benjamin Bratt. His nose is weird in this. Okay, I don't even know who Benjamin Bratt is. Like, if you'd ask me, I only know him as the guy from Demolition Man. Mm. But I think, did he, like, get a nose job and then go on to do, like, uh, romantic comedies or something? Did he have, like, a career A lot of them. That? He did yeah. uh, Miss Congeniality with uh, oh, Sandra with Bullock. Sandy Bullock. These two must have really liked working together. Some yeah. real on-screen chemistry there. I mean, not quite her and Keanu, but... No, <laughs> no, Almost. never, never. This is not lake house level chemistry. I'll Don't, tell you that right now. Um, I told you I wasn't going to cry again on this podcast. But we use up. him to establish that like Sandy Bullock's character is not quite like everybody else because he's like, you're obsessed with the 20th century. Yeah. You got a office here at the police station full of all these weird antiques. You love Lethal Weapon 3. Uh, you've got a poster of it on the wall. Weird choice. For the first 
third of this movie, I feel like 90% of the shots are composed to where that Lethal Weapon 3 poster is like right on the center of the frame. Right We're there. We're constantly looking at Lethal Weapon 3. Ugh. And she's all like, I want to see some action. Everything's boring in the future. He's yeah. like, I like it boring. I'm fucking real milk toast guy, even though I'm kind of swarthy in complexion. Yeah. Other than that, though, I'm a real drip. So we're just establishing how nerdy everybody is, how pleasant everything is. It's a real Pleasantville vibe here, but in a future mm. way. If you take the visuals of the future scenes in Back to the Future 2 and then just cross them with the tone of Pleasantville, that's what you got here, San Angeles 2032. That's very good. I like that comp. This is, yeah, pretty astute. This is yeah. why I get paid the big bucks. The biggest. All my film knowledge. Your baby oil and blow salary is twice mine. <laughs> Simon Phoenix, though, he's like... We got to get this movie fucking going. We can't just be sticking around watching people be friendly. I'm going to escape from the cryo prison. Thankfully. Thankfully, because yeah. this would have got boring real quick. They thaw him out. They're like doing some parole shit. I guess they like thaw these guys out every 10 years and are just like, hey, did being frozen in a block of ice make you a better person yet? No. Okay. We're just going to freeze you again. Back at it. I don't understand the logistics of preserving these rapists and murderers for generations and generations. Uh, Sandy Bullock points out later, they go through some kind of rehabilitation while they're in the ice. Yeah, they're where getting they, like, like feed their techno brainwave yeah. fucking uh, yeah. old Sylvester Stallone gets taught how to knit and whatnot. Right. It's, but it seems like that's the only thing that's been happening to him because he's still the same just uh, caveman asshole throughout the rest of this movie except that he knows how to knit now. Yeah. So that's their idea, how you're going to yeah. get people to stop raping and murdering. Just uh, give them a little hobby a they hobby. can do, and then they'll be fine. They, they don't... Idle hands are the devil's plaything. That's, that's a good thing. movie, too, Idle Hands. Teach them to play canasta, and then they're not going to be raping and murdering. Goddamn right. People don't talk about canasta anymore. I feel like that used to get dropped a lot in like movies and TV. Like, oh, they're going over to the Huffnagels and playing canasta. Or euchre. Yeah, I don't know what either of those things are. No, me neither. Not even like the beginnings of a clue. I'm not even going to look Never it up Never seen either. anybody play either of those things once in my life. No. Uh, Simon Phoenix, he hasn't been learning knitting. No. He's no. been learning a lot of stuff. He's got a verbal code to unlock his restraints. He's got all sorts of new kung fu powers and shit. We figure out pretty quick that there's a fly in the ointment here. Mm -hmm. Somebody on the inside is doing something here where they're... Letting Simon Phoenix get free. They pumped him full of a bunch of knowledge that makes him even more dangerous. Now he's going to run amok in the future. He's out for five minutes, and we've already got three murder death kills, Matt. Oh, 187, man. It's happening. Identify code 187. MDK. Murder, death, kill, murder, death, kill, murder, death, kill. Murder, death, kill. Last recorded offense, September 25th. I think this is this is at the height of uh I'd like to I'd like to bing whether this or the song Cop Killer came out uh, before each other which one cuz I'm pretty sure this is the thing that taught me what a 187 was so I could like drop that all the time at yeah. school like fucking 187 man it's fucking murder body count ice tea there's a lot of there was a lot of gangster rap in this era that was dropping shit like that but That's I think gotta... that demolition man might have got to me a little bit before that gangster rap did when was the first uh, Lollapalooza Oh, wow. That's, that's, a, right. that's, that's a damn good question. Because, uh, you know, body count was there. We should get Perry Farrell on the line and uh, 
I don't think he's doing much. <laughs> He'd pick up. Oh, you guys want to talk a little bit? Oh, God, I thought so, but I forgot what your voice sounds like. Uh, it's me, Jesse Camp. I mean, Bear Friend. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty close to Jesse Camp. Those guys are uh, peas in a pod right there. 92. Okay, so. You were right. Body count was before this. Mm-hmm. So the, the gangster rap was, was out there, but uh, 187 was solidified in my brain here where the... the the police yeah. computer in the future is telling them, murder, death, kill. Murder, death, kill. And then like I'm just like, oh, that's just a weird computer thing. But then Sandra Bullock's like, no, I'm going to say it too. Oh my God, three murder, death, kills. An MDK. I'm like, why are they calling them murder, death, kills? I know it's the future, but you'd still just call them murders. You wouldn't well, Nate. tack on a bunch of useless synonyms all together. Don't you see? What, what, what don't I see? Murder, death, kill has become so uncommon, mm-hmm. they don't even know what to call it anymore. I know, it's true. <laughs> it's crazy, the future. They know what the concept of murder is. Like, is there, are there death kills that aren't murder, I wonder? How many, how many different death kills are there in the I uh, mean, police code? They taught us that Columbus was a great man in school. Maybe they're teaching these kids that it's called murder, That's death kill. true. A lot can change between now and 2032. That's right. It's 12 whole years. Yeah, Simon Phoenix is just killing people. He fucking, like, kills the warden, pops out his eyeball, uses his eyeball on a scalpel to, like, get through all the fucking retinal scanners and get himself out of the cryo prison, which is pretty brutal and pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it could be said about a lot of characters in a lot of movies, almost all of them, but Simon Phoenix, Mm -hmm. he really helps drive this movie along. Oh, without fucking, not even just... Even, like, the character doing things to move the plot forward, but Wesley Snipes in particular, like, burning so many calories, being so wild and high energy and everything he does. All right, gentlemen, let's review. The year is 2032. That's 2032, as in the 21st century. And I am sorry to say that... The world has become a pussy-whipped Brady Bunch version of itself. Come by a bunch of robed sissies. All we have to do to run the whole thing is to kill a man named Raymond, who put it all together. Ah, but there's an extra added bonus. We get to kill the man who put most of us behind the freezer. You mean we get to kill John Spartan? Exactly. I want you to loot, pillage, plunder. I want you to steal. I want you to do all the wonderful things that we used to do before all of this happened. This world will be ours. Let's bring back the good old days. Are you with me? Are you with me? Let's do it. And now that he knows Kung Fu, we're getting all of his fucking um, black belt Wesley Snipes badass kicking and punching shit he's doing, which is fun to watch. He had to slow down some of his kicks for this movie. Mate. I believe it. He's fighting a lot of nobody a fucking goons, and he's a fucking really athletic dude who's good at this karate shit, as we he, would come to learn in fucking Blade. He really fucking is, and I think we should make note of that. Is this the first like real showing off of it, would you I'd say? I'd say, yeah, this... He goes on a run after this of doing a bunch of action sure. shit. Sure. Before this, he was in like Mobetta Blues and shit. White men can't yeah. jump. Uh-huh. He ain't kicking a lot of people. I mean, white men can't jump. He's showing off like what a physical actor he can do. Like, Absolutely. Doing that basketball shit and right. making it real. But he's an actually dude. kicking ass. Yeah, I think this, this Simon Phoenix shit is the first we're seeing of it. Yeah, he's legit, man. Like, it's one of those things where every time Simon Phoenix isn't on the screen, yeah. you're asking yourself, 
Hey, going back. Where's that Simon Phoenix? To that like 2000s action movie, Mount Rushmore, just strikes me as what a shame it is that we didn't get like 10 more years of fucking Wesley Snipes action films while he was still in his physical prime, like rotting away in jail. Because bullshit. We gotta we gotta throw all our heroes away just because they haven't paid taxes in decades or whatever. Like, give me Johnny a break. Depp didn't pay taxes for ten years. Yeah, he just goes to France and lives and still makes movies. It's fine. Should have let fucking Snipes live in Paris, make a bunch of action movies, and he would have been on that 2000s Mount Rushmore. He wouldn't have minded would crazy white women shitting in his bed. Be talking about fucking Jet Li's. No. Actually, I've got it on good authority that once he got out of prison, he's paid a cool cool few thousand dollars to have white women shit in his beds. D- yeah. That's a thing now. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That makes pretty it's good sense. It's a pricey sense. thing, but it's worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cost a little more to go first class. That's why Trump does it all in Moscow. It's... uh. Far cheaper. Far, Far cheaper. cheaper. It's not not a promise that it's a lady. But uh, Sandy Bullock here gets on the computer. She's doing her future cop shit. She figures out that he stole a car. She traces the car where it is because we learn that like everything's got a tracer on it in the future. There's cameras everywhere. Yeah. Everybody's got like a microchip implanted in them so they can be fucking traced by everyone. Could you imagine just like carrying a device around you and on you at all times that could track where you were no, at? No, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. This is Future's big brother scary. fascist shit right there. Thank God we're not living in 2032. That's right. I would never stand for anything like this. Another thing we get here is Simon Phoenix is like doing all this shit mm-hmm. is uh. He starts hearing voices. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's hearing yeah. a British man telling him, Edgar Friendly, don't you think you should kill Edgar Friendly? And he's all like, all right, I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. He goes over to a little, like, computer station that's in the middle of, like, uh, the street, sort of like oh, a payphone g- would be. That pays you compliments. But it's the future, so there's not payphones anymore. There's, yeah. like, internet terminals everywhere. So I guess, like, that's what we're going to have in the future is everybody's going to give up their cell phones and we're just going to be using like one public payphone internet thing that we that we walk past hopefully maybe that could be we don't see 2020 in this film maybe everybody had cell phones and shit and then something happens like the satellites all fell out of the sky we got to go back to wired internet you don't know uh, there you was don't know. there was terrorists hacking satellites mm. in last week's movie very true i mean very do the math true. like i said quickest 1993 here i think this is like Couple years before every action movie had to have a satellite subplot in it. Yeah, got in, got in just under the wire. I'd say '96 was the peak. Oh yeah, that's got to be the peak of satellite film for sure. So he's hacking shit and being like, "I know everything," and the cops are like, "Yeah, we got this guy." Please show up. They got little handheld computers telling them how to arrest somebody because they've never even done it before. It becomes clear that these people are all pussies. Wesley Snipes is kicking the shit out of all of them, just killing people right and left. There's like 11 murder death kills, and he's only been out of jail for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And uh, we got to start wondering, what are we going to do? As Rob Schneider says, we're police officers. We're not trained for this sort of violence. That was a a trailer line right there. Rob Schneider got a big trailer line, and he's not listed in the cast in this fucking thing. What, What the hell's going on here? Give a little respect, man. It's Rob fucking Schneider. Thankfully, Bill Cobbs is here to deliver a lot of exposition where we're Mm. like, what are we going to do? And he's like, well, back in the 1990s, I'm going to tell you this is how we did it. That's right. Expositional dialogue never sounds better than when it's coming out of Bill Cobbs' mouth. He's just very charming, very colloquial. 
I'll tell you how to do it, John Spartan. Yeah, so he's telling everybody about John Spartan. We watch uh, some footage of John Spartan, who he was and what he did. Sandy Bullock. I don't understand what that scene had to do with police work. It was just John up. Spartan dancing around naked in a circle with other people. There's scenes from uh, a party at Kitty and Studs. It was uh, really weird. Some light ball whipping going on. Yeah. She was. Ugh! So they all decide, like, yeah, we can't handle this shit. We're going to have to thaw out John Spartan, fucking reinstate him in the San Angeles PD, and let these two fucking dudes from the past go at it in the future. That's the plot of Demolition Man. That's great. Yeah. I like it. Sign really me up. Great. What? They thaw him out, right? So they're like, sure. hey, let's fucking do this. They thaw him out of the goo, and he comes out, and he's like, where's... My fan, 2032, where's my family? I uh, got a wife, I got a daughter. Yeah. And they're instantly just like, no, 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 no. no. fuck this, that. This, there's a lot of cool action shit we got to get in this movie. Yeah. We can't be introducing your family or having any subplots where you're a real character. We wrote it Forget all. Forget all that shit right now. Forget we, all of it. We wrote it all in there, filmed most of it, but this movie kept clocking in at two hours and 30 minutes. So we brought in somebody else to rewrite this film, mm-hmm. and we've just decided... It doesn't matter anymore, your wife Which and kids. Which is the correct choice. Because yeah. also, it, it not only do they tell us, like, uh, don't worry about that, we get the asshole police chief character to be the yeah. one to get to say it. Just be like, listen, caveman, fucking, your yeah. wife's dead. Nobody cares about Go your daughter. Yourself. Nobody cares about you. But instantly, the police chief just hates John Spartan, and yeah. these two have just like a real, real contentious relationship. And I love having just a stick-up-his-ass piece of shit stuffed shirt police chief in a movie. You do love that. It's the best. Apparently, this movie uh, was written in 88, mm-hmm. and the idea was to have Mickey Rourke as the demolition man. Oh, I could have seen that before Mickey Rourke fell off <laughs> Yeah, and the that fucking earth. He gets thought out in 2032, and his like old-ass wife is still alive. Oh, ooh. And he's with her. What a disaster. Yeah, would have been a weird movie. Yeah. I would have watched it. Oh, I would have watched that too. Yeah. Mickey Rourke would have made it work. <laughs> like real Harold and Maud subplot just, going on in here. Oh, uh, just Mickey Rourke putting the screws to some woman just caked in heavy, heavy prosthetics. John Spartan's a fish out of water here. He's saying like fucking like, uh, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. All you people seem like dorks. People don't touch when they high five. It's like no. coronavirus times. There's a lot of really present shit in this movie about like nobody kisses anymore. Yep. Nobody makes physical contact. You're just basically not allowed to touch anyone ever. It was really weird. To hammer it all home, we get one of the greatest gags in movie history, the three seashells. The three seashells. John Spartan yeah. tries to go take a shit. Uh, yeah, toilet paper. Turns out there's three seashells now instead of toilet paper. Yeah. They're all disgusted at the idea of toilet paper which I've been saying ever since I saw this movie as a kid, like, yeah, toilet paper is disgusting. We still haven't come up with anything better than toilet paper. No. And don't get me started on, like, bidets and shit. I know that other countries have figured out better shit. I'm saying here, supposedly, free market America, capitalism is supposed to drive innovation forward. Mm-hmm. We're fucking 30, 40 years behind everybody else on poop technology. Yes. Well, not like the Mexicans. We're not, like, throwing away our shitty toilet paper. That's so, fair. Again, I guess we at least have strong plumbing. Take that, Mexico. That's right. That's right. Three seashells. Like, get to work on it. Things from the 90s here, like hoverboards and Back to the Future 2. Why don't we have those yet? Right. Three seashells instead of dragging fucking coarse-ass toilet paper across our assholes. Why don't we have three seashells? 
It was. Do you know how the three seashells were like intended to be used? I mean, you probably just like scoop some poop out of you with with the one seashell, and then you use the second one to like scoop the poop out of that seashell. You use the first two as like a chopstick effect <laughs> just, to like just get any turned. heavy duty. Pull, pull, you all pull those a full turd right, turd right out, yeah. out, and then you drag the third one through for the final clean. Ah, oh, see, I don't know. I think you have to use the third one to clean the first two seashells. This is coming from Stallone. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know who I bet was not consulted when the idea of the three seashells is going on at any level? Sylvester Stallone. I also venture to guess that Stallone's just like bad at wiping his ass with toilet paper anyways. No. For sure. Though. I try to like, real hard, but I feel like I just never get it clean enough. Those know? fucking traps. You think he can reach yeah. back there? He's fucking T-Rexing it to uh, his lower yeah, back. Not, he ain't yeah. getting in the crack. There's no fucking uh, way. It's uh, but six o'clock at night. Like my, my asshole's always on fire and itchy. I, I don't understand. Guarantee you he's got one of those fucking fancy it's Japanese like, toilets in his place. with all the, like, me? different temperatures. Probably just got some kind of Japanese sex slave that licks his ass clean. That's his bidet. You got to be really rich for something like that. I don't know. Maybe. Well, back in the 90s, I'm not sure. Afforded it. Yeah, I'm not sure how much those now, movies made. Yeah, now he can't. No, he Plus, had a, you know, like Epstein's dead. Yeah, let her go. There's the same time Epstein died and coronavirus happened. There was a toilet paper shortage. There was a ass licking slave shortage. Like, it yeah, all happened yeah, at once. It, it was a disaster. Man, good thing we're training the, the future kids to be into eating ass, you know? It's all part, part of a big conspiracy. All of it. Otho from Beetlejuice is in this movie yeah. at some point. Just like playing the same character he played in Beetlejuice, but as the sidekick of the main bad guy who invented all these cryo prisons and is clearly the one who implanted all this shit in Simon Phoenix's head and right. told him to go kill Edgar Friendly because it's his voice we hear and Simon Phoenix says saying, don't you have someone to kill? And he's got some crazy fucking hair going on, Otho, from Beetlejuice here. He's got those, like, severe fucking, like, shave lines around his ears. It's like the straight-across, no-sideburn look of the 90s, but, like, taken to an extreme where then, like, the line just keeps going. Yeah. And right angles all around the ear. It looked real. It looked like he really did that to his head. definitely really do that to his head. This guy is committed to playing fat weirdos in movies and... I just wanted to shout him out a little bit. He yeah. doesn't amount to anything other than like some slapstick shit where he like falls over, cries as a grown man or whatever. Yeah. But he's looking weird as hell, so that's I, good. I always feel the same way though when I see him. I'm like, hey, it's Otho. Yeah, Otho. It's great. It's great. It's always good to, good see, to him. see him pop up. Uh, we establish also that Phoenix wants a gun. Well, yeah, but before that, the three seashells. I forgot uh, how it was resolved. Where. Whenever you cuss, oh, yeah, you get yeah, a, yeah. a little slip of paper that's a, a credit fine that comes out of like every wall because there's microphones listening to you and analyzing what you say everywhere. Right. And then I, I think I don't think you get a slip of paper. I think probably this shit's all going to be digital in the future. Yeah. But we, that wouldn't work for our joke. Stallone's like, what the fuck's the three seashells? And he gets like a, ooh, you've been fined one credit. Alexa's like, here's your fucking fine, bro. So then he's just like, oh, yeah, fuck you, you piece of shit, motherfucking future piece of crap fucking pain in the ass. He's getting all these fucking things. They're popping out. He's got a big wad of fucking... uh, Fines. Just, But it's like big wad of potential paper cuts is what he's got. Yeah. He's like... 
hey, don't yeah. worry about the three seashells. I got it now. Yeah. And then, so then you got to like. It's like the glossy receipt paper that they print your pick yeah. six on when you're going to go play the lotto at it's the like, gas station. You not only have to now have the visual image of Sylvester Stallone taking a shit in your yeah. mind, like now you got to also envision him dragging coarse fucking uh, paper uh, over his shitty uh, asshole. And this is like. What, like uh, 36 years worth of fucking fecal matter that's built up? In it's got to be pretty brutal. There. I don't know what's coming out, and I don't need to picture Stallone taking shits. Or it came out of a printer. You don't know if that ink's dry or not. Anything. He's smearing ink with the shit. He doesn't know what's clean. He doesn't gross. know what's poop and what's ink want, anymore. I don't want any of Stallone's bodily functions to be talked about, and we yeah, talk about a, a lot of them. About how much this whole hair movie. he's got in there, too. Oh, well, that Italian asshole. Oh, I've seen his St- mother. Stallone he's got to be asshole. a hairy man. Oh, oh man. So what What happens next? Oh, Phoenix this is, is looking for like, a gun. So, you saw Phoenix is looking for a gun. I'm the like, world's best cop. The only place you can even find a gun in the future is at a museum. Smash cut to a museum. Simon Phoenix is like, I'm going to break into the museum and steal all their guns so I can shoot Party things. man. <laughs> New king in town. That's very, very Wicked similar to Joker at the fucking art museum. There's there's a lot of Joker energy going on here. Yeah. He does. He breaks in. He's stealing guns. Everybody's running around. They're scared. John Spartan shows up, though, with Lenina Huxley and Benjamin Bratt. And they're yeah. like, we've got to fight at the museum now for our next little uh, fucking thing. I love that Ben Stiller and Robin Williams Ben Stiller's movie. fight at the museum happening yeah. here. It's a big gun battle. It's our... Our first future fucking uh, gun battle, and things aren't as like shaky and herky jerky and annoying during this one. No, it was much as they nicer were in the opening scene. Simon Phoenix gets like a future gun that's like some sort of like pulse cannon or something. I love it because charge up. The, it's a then cool. It can blow everything up. It's a great scene because he spends like the first five minutes just like picking up every old gun from the nineties that mm-hmm. he can find, and he's like, "This is great." And then it finally dawns on him, like, "Wait a minute." There should be fucking laser guns right. by now. Uh-huh. I love that. So th- thankfully, there was some sort of future gun developed before they got rid of all guns. There's a future gun. There's a cool exhibit in this museum. It's like in the ground because there was a big earthquake at some point. It's like, oh, here's yeah. a street scene from the 1990s. It's been preserved. And they smash through like the glass ceiling and go down into that. And they're fighting yeah. around in there. It's pretty cool. Big time shootout here. Simon Phoenix gets away, but a lot of shit gets destroyed. It's a, it's more cool sets. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. this scene. Yeah, there's a lot of cool production shit and like the cars and all the future shit in this movie. Some some money was spent and they designed it well. There's some movies that are just like, it's the future. Take my word for it. Everything looks the same. Oh, don't forget at the very start of that scene when Simon Phoenix first gets to the museum... He goes to the directory to figure out where the guns are, mm-hmm. and some Asian people walk behind him, oh, and he just turns oh, and looks at him yeah. and goes, Chi-chong, Chi-chong, Chang! I think that was ad-libbed, or do you think that Ching-chong, Ching-chong, Chang is written down in the Demolition Man script somewhere? I'm thinking it's written down. <laughs> he actually he didn't want to say it, and the director just kept, Cut, 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 cut. You're not saying the line, Wesley Snipes. Uh, look here, uh, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, uh, this is a go. funny line. You're going to love he, it. What he did is offensive, but what you're doing right now, high comedy. Yeah. <laughs> high comedy. The Italians, they're not real people. <laughs> uh, so he gets away, but fucking 
Oh, he runs into old Cocteau and Otho from Beetlejuice outside the museum, and this is where we learn that, like, he tries to shoot Cocteau and can't, so it has to be implanted in his brain, like, I'm not allowed to kill this guy, too. We can implant yeah. a lot of shit in these, these got prime prisoners' brains. Yeah. He tells him again, like, yo, asshole, why aren't you killing Edgar Friendly? You need to kill Edgar Friendly. Go kill Edgar Friendly. And he's like, we, I'm still not certain who that is. Stallone shows up, so he runs off. Fucking uh, Sandra Bullock's like, you really licked his ass. This is when we establish that yeah. she tries to talk like it's the 90s, uh, yeah. but she gets all the fucking words wrong. And Stallone's like, which if not she, supposed to know about that ass licking. Oh, she found out about this. Like, she's supposed to talk like the 90s, but she never calls anybody a F-A-double-G-O-T Yeah, that's once, right. Why, why isn't that happening? Like, do it right. He's finally matched his meat. And I'm like, these are still words with meaning. Like, yeah. matched his meat doesn't doesn't mean anything. Right. You wouldn't get that wrong. No. Like, you yeah. understand English. Kicked his ass, licked his ass. I, I'll play I'll into I'll that. buy that but a little right, bit, yeah. maybe. I mean, I'll buy that for a dollar, but yeah. Um, We get a good gag here where uh they talk about the Schwarzenegger library. And we find out that Arnold Schwarzenegger was president. Yeah. Stallone gets to do that thing that they like to do back and forth where they talk about each other in their yeah. movies. He's like, uh, uh, that fucking uh, idiot foreigner to be president? I can't believe it. The future's crazy. Does, does anybody know if Stallone saw this movie or Schwarzenegger saw this movie or not? I want to know what he <laughs> thought about my penis scene. <laughs> you know how big it was? Okay, now, I wonder what Stallone did immediately, or I mean Schwarzenegger did immediately after Demolition Man, and was it Eraser? If so, no. If so, we got to see what whatever he did next. Is there a scene where he shows off a prosthetic dork and makes it bigger than uh, the one from Demolition? Ninety three Demolition Last Action Hero. Oh man, could be that. True Lies is uh, around Ooh, this true, era. Yeah, True Lies is right up there. So instead of like a dick shot, he's just like, look at how much. Hot Jamie Lee Curtis wants to fuck me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do it. Do it some more. Cocteau invites Stallone to dinner at Taco Bell. And this is when we learn that in the future, the franchise wars are over. And now all restaurants are Taco Bell. Yep. Which is a great little fucking uh, a little tie-in to make a lot of money and just a fun thing to think about in the future. Yeah. So we got Taco Bell cantinas now where they're... Sitting you down and serving you booze. I feel like we're one step closer to all yeah. restaurants being Taco Bell. We're not far off. Uh, True Lies is 94. Last Action Hero was 93. Yeah, True Lies had to probably be filming around here then. I don't know. Maybe that could have been done by the time Schwarzenegger saw this one and then ended days or whatever comes Ooh. next is where he's got the big... I know there's a prosthetic dong in one of those 90s movies as a response to Is this. there? There's, there's gotta, gotta be. be. Yeah. There's gotta be. We'll find it, damn it. Yeah, we find out the Taco Bell is like now a fancy restaurant, so like uh, they got to go to a fancy dinner. Sandy Bullock's looking amazing in this dress that's like made out of jewels and like metal. She's clearly like got no undergarments going on under this thing. Shit's swinging yeah. around freely. Stallone looks like a complete fucking idiot in some sort of like Asian robes. There's some yeah. aesthetic shit going on in here where like. Everybody's dress clothes is like flowy Asian robes now you instead see, of like it was Western style clothes. Everything was taken from Asian fashion mm -hmm. because the thought was mm -hmm. by 2032, right? People are going to be wearing more fabric to cover 
uh, exposure to the ozone layer. Oh, the ozone was such a fucking threat yeah. back in the 1990s. I saw some very scary videos. I was worried a lot. Like, well, the ozone layer, fucking, there's a hole in it and all this sun's coming down. What's going to happen to sluts? What are sluts going to do? Is what I was thinking, like, throughout the entire 90s. But thankfully, all they had to do was get rid of aerosol deodorant, and then we never had to hear about the ozone layer ever again. Yep. It's all fixed now. Shit like that that just makes you, like, fucking wonder, like, how much of this shit is actually bullshit? Like, they try to scare you with, like, 34 upcoming pandemics and, like, none of it ever happens. And you're like, this fucking thing's bullshit. And then COVID happens and you're like, yeah, I fucking heard this shit before. Like, fucking media's trying to scare you. But then, like, it does shut down the entire planet. And you're like, oh. oh, oh. So was the ozone layer a thing? Should I believe in that again? Ice caps melting? Is that a thing? <sighs> I'm just too stupid of a man. Thinking about going to church. I don't know what's fake and what's what's real. I don't know what's happening. The only thing I know that's real is Tim Allen's love for comedy. That, and I know that Stallone looks real stupid in these fucking Asian clothes. Well, that's like your opinion, man. Beefy moron ass fucking thing. We get a contentious dinner, though, where he's just like, Ugh, things are better than the 90s. I I'm ungrateful. Smoke cigarettes and eat meat. All yeah. you people are pussies. Yeah. And they're like... I want to fuck a stranger in the park. What would you say if I said you were a caveman, sir? Good day. And then dinner's cut short because Edgar Friendly and his fucking team of Morlocks attack the Taco Bell and start stealing jars of food out of the kitchen. I would have gone right for the nacho cheese. If I, I'm stealing anything from... Taco just Bell, big tub of nacho just cheese like, strapped yeah. to your back. Yeah, you're running down the street. And there's like a hole in it. You're leaving a trail of nacho <laughs> cheese behind you. How'd you find me? <laughs> uh, Stallone goes and then out. The and cop says, "Put it down, Matt. <laughs> That's nacho cheese." <laughs> this is at least going to be a little short. We make. This yes. Is, can we can at least turn this into a, a short film? I feel it. Stallone goes out, he fights off all the guys, kicks some ass, flips some people around, gives them some big boots, takes like an axe to the strings of the big tent outside so the tent all comically falls on them like we're watching a Three Stooges short or something. It's a little, little goofy, but Sandra Bullock is suitably impressed. She says, wow, you're even better live than you are on Laserdisc. And I was like... Another big swing and a miss for 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 future predictions there. There's a handful. We're watching of them. things on laser disc in twenty thirty two. I mean you could. Maybe. Oh, I don't even think they'll have the proper component laser, hookups. Laser disc players. Twenty thirty two, yeah. What are, what are they hooking no, into? I think about, that's gotta be just, you know, classic uh red, white, and uh yellow right there. But she's she's not kidding. She's fucking all gooed up over watching this guy beat some people's ass. She she gets right into it once they uh go back to her place and she's like listen sex and violence they go together i saw you punch some guys in the face now i want to fuck you i want you to punch me in the pussy and this is where i start being like oh god it never works when you try to do romantic stuff with stallone in a movie he's yep. a big gross caveman you just want him to fight you don't want him to be a human with bodily functions nope. or fluids or fluids or any of this. And there's a lot of talk about fluid exchange throughout here. Yeah. Thinking about his shit for a long time. Now I'm thinking about all his fluids. It becomes like, too much for me. He's like well in his 40s here. Uh, and like Sandra Bullock's like early 20s. <laughs> replacing. An infant. Replaced a Lori Petty, by the way, who left over creative differences. 
probably this scene. Maybe not even this scene. Maybe just like, uh, I've been on set with Stallone for two days and no thank you. I don't, I don't want to have to spend so much time alone with this guy. Yeah. Unpleasant. They thought it was uh, too much of a reveal as to uh, how tall Stallone wasn't but by this, standing next to Lori Petty. This sex scene is great. Because we reveal that sex is a little bit different in the future. Nobody's allowed to touch. So they're putting on like some sort of like VR helmet or something. Hell yeah. I don't know. Shoots erotic synapses into your brain. And like you just get this great little montage of like images of like Sandra Bullock's face. Like she's at a rave. And then like Stallone's face as he's like Uh! his actual face as he's... And I, I haven't looked, but there's got to, if there's not a gif out there of just the faces he's making during this sex scene, like yeah. somebody put it together, man. I, I need this gif in my collection here. Yeah, they start doing <laughs> that. Like, they start doing that like choppy, disorienting uh-huh. thing where it's like, oh, it's speeding up. The the images are flashing yeah, faster. Too much. That's when you get some real good Stallone going. He rips the helmet off. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, what's wrong? I thought we were going to have some... S- Al, let's have sex. This isn't sex. <laughs> we're talking about boning. The wild mamba. The hunkachunka. The hunkachunka. That's the one that really hit me. Uh, it was like, A, gross. Don't want to hear Stallone talking about sex. B, the hunkachunka. Putting that in the rotation. Talking about sex is the hunkachunka yeah. from now on. Give me the old lady the hunkachunka last night. Uh, Yeah. So she's like, ew, fluid swapping is disgusting. Get out of my apartment, you gross, gross piece of shit. Or as I put, he got me too'd. Yeah, he got me too'd right the fuck out of here. Into his own little apartment, which they've, Mm -hmm. I don't know at what point during the day they set up him having his own apartment in her apartment complex. Good news. Rob Schneider must have been doing this all off screen. Good news. Good news is. What's what's that good news? In the apartment. Mm Mm-hmm. His beret's waiting for him. That's right. His beret it's from all the you opening need to know. scene. It's all you need to know, There's man. two things they got. His cool beret and also like a, a big ball of yarn. And this is when oh, we learn right. that they've taught him how to knit while he's uh, in there. But uh, whew, he gets interrupted, his knitting, when uh, his, his video phone comes to life and there's a chick with just her titties just out out for just like no hey reason. martin i wanted to, ooh i accidentally called the wrong number yeah. and the most transparent fucking just half-hearted attempt at we're not even gonna pretend at what we're doing throw some titties in a movie for no goddamn reason she's hollywood not a, a character that needs to exist hollywood listen up if you really want to bring movie theaters back, if right. you really want to bring film back, you want me coming out? Pay a fucking tension. Brave in the COVID times. Quit trying to make everything be the most important movie of all time. Movies don't need to be two and a half hour sagas anymore. We need Fuck that. Random Play scenes, to the masses. Chicks with their titties out in their bathrooms for no reason. Oh, it's an action movie. It's rated R. Oh, we're going to see at least. A set of titties and a dude's ass. I love. Let's bring it back. Too, like not only is just just senseless and like out of nowhere and totally shoehorned in. Like they go as far as you put it immediately after the scene where we just learn like yeah. 
everyone in the future is afraid of like nudity and sex and right. anything. So why is this chick calling people up with her tits out trying to be all sexy? You're contradicting yourself in the span of like four seconds here, movie. And we hear baby oil and blow say thank yeah, you. Don't care. Don't care. Thank you. What's what fucking really gets my goat here though is that like after this, she's like, oh, I got a call from a woman with her tits out who wasn't supposed to. Let me see what else this thing can do. Pushes one button, and then he's watching the security cam footage of what happened outside of the museum. Which is such a lie. We all know the guy's been frozen for 36 years. If he gets flashed titty on the screen, Mm -hmm. he's going to beat off immediately. First of all, he just almost got laid like in his neighbor's apartment. Comes back. He's probably boned up. Has another chick flashing titty at him. Yeah. Probably still boned up. This guy's not knitting right here. I'm telling you that right now. He's taking care of some business. He's what knitting, is this scene where he's friend. watching security cam footage on his TV? I thought there was going to be like some sort of subplot where like, oh, somebody's working against Cocteau, so they're feeding the demolition oh, man. That's what like, it was. That's the what it footage was. Of uh, How did he get this footage? Is it ever even tried to yes, explain? Yes. Okay. When they go when they go back to San, Sandy Bullock's place, he's like, hey, you got that thing I asked you to get? And she's like, yeah, I did. I don't know why okay, still. And I missed like, that eh, line. Doing police work. So he asked to like yeah. pull the security. Because yeah. I thought he was just like flipping through TV channels and that came on. No. That's at least how he was playing it as he was watching it. Yeah, he, he makes a, a comment to her. I think it's when they're driving to Taco Bell, actually. Okay. He's like, you got that thing I asked you to get? And then she hands him a box and he pulled. I thought it was like a little like communicator or something mm-hmm. and then it's the laser disc it's the little the, tiny yeah. laser disc yeah, yeah. security They're much smaller okay. in the future so then he sees all the shit go down where right. simon phoenix weirdly right. wasn't able to shoot cocteau and then they had like a big conversation he's like this is pretty curious Ugh. if i had any sort of detective skills or you know a, a human man's brain i'd be putting some things together right now yeah i'm a cop the wild mambo the hunk chunker Oh, God, the wild mamba. What a jackass. So I think after this is when we decide, like, shit's going down. Uh, Something's connected to those weird people who what are living happens? underground. We got to go underground, yeah. and we got to go check out what's going on here. Oh, yeah, because he puts it together. He's like, I think that Simon Phoenix has been released to kill Edgar Friendly. Yeah, they start poking around because the whole... He brings a sweater to Sandra Bullock as a, I'm sorry. He's very from, touched that yeah. he knit her a sweater. And he's like, I don't know why. It's a pretty good looking sweater, too. He did that in one night. He's like, all of a sudden, like, I'm just a master at uh, seamstress. And she's like, well, yeah, that's the skill you were given. And he's like, what? That's crazy. I'm a dude, not some homosexual. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I be a seamstress? Mm-hmm. I'm a man's man. And just, she's just, like, deal with some it. Pretty funny stuff right there. Yeah. A man who knits. Yeah. Sickening. 1993. Oh, waka waka. And they're like, well, if the if it's in my, you know, dossier that I was trained right, yeah. to sew, let's look up Simon Phoenix. And it's that's like, when we find out, like, oh, Kung Fu fucking tactical jacked hacker. That's what I got. Terrorism. He's a jacked hacker. Death kills. Especially, that's one of the things they taught him is murder, death, kills. Yeah. They say that. <laughs> right. Uh, which I think he kind of knew about beforehand. So they're like, we got to figure out what's going on with this Edgar Friendly guy. Let's go down to the underground world where the people who look like they're from Mad Max live and see what they're doing. And their underground world is awesome. It's kind of like 
the world in uh, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, it's like that or like uh, the the Mexican prison and get the gringo a little bit. Ooh, they got like, yeah. you know, their little stands where they're yeah. selling cervezas and rat burgers yeah. and whatnot. If you mix the two. Stallone's like, like munching it. on a rat burger, drinking a beer. He's like, oh, it's like I'm back in the 1990s. I'm loving it. It's like I'm at Planet Hollywood in 1993. <laughs> We need to figure out which planet Hollywood has the naked Stallone from Demolition There's Man five suspended in it. There's we need five to make a pilgrimage. Need to make a pilgrimage. I don't recall seeing it at the one in Orlando when I was there mm-hmm. last. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but Dennis Leary runs into him down here. And he's, he's like, like uh, okay, okay, okay. This, this, is, this is a scene where we get to, to Dennis Leary gets to do a rant. I guess you weren't part of the cocktail plan. Greed, deception. Abuse of power, that's no plan. That's why everybody's down here? You got that right. See, according to Cocteau's plan, I'm the enemy. Because I like to think. I like to read. I'm into freedom of speech and freedom of choice. I'm the kind of guy who likes to sit in a greasy spoon and wonder, gee, should I have the T-bone steak or the jumbo rack of barbecue ribs with the side order of gravy fries? I want high cholesterol. I want to eat bacon and butter and buckets of cheese, okay? I want to smoke Cuban cigar the size of Cincinnati in a non-smoking section. I want to run through the streets naked with green jello all over my body reading Playboy magazine. Why? Because I suddenly might feel the need to, okay, pal? I've seen this. Do you know what it is? It's a 47-year-old virgin sitting around in his beige pajamas drinking a banana broccoli shake singing, I'm an Oscar Mayer weenie. I'm an asshole. <laughs> do what Rants, people. He's talking about telling hey, John Spartan S- all about S- the future and how H-O. he doesn't want people telling him what to do and he likes to eat a big steak and carry around buckets of cheese and yeah. smoke a cigar the size of Cleveland. Fuck me gently with a shampoo bottle. Oh, oh wait, that's Sandler. <laughs> Thank God we got a Dennis Leary rant shoehorned in here. Fucking yeah, loved it. One of the highlights of the this is this guy was famous for doing these things. Yeah. Like, world famous. That's right. how he gets in his fucking movie from saying these stupid string of consciousness yeah. rants. Like, who is into this? Who is this for? You see. How did you people let Dennis Leary happen? And then the world started to figure out Dennis Leary. And we we're like, I don't know Dennis Leary. And then 9-11 happened. Mm. And he was like, but hey. But now I'm a fireman. I'm a hero. So. And they were like, okay, Dennis Leary. Uh, Simon Phoenix and his bad guys team of bad guys break in oh yeah he has a happening he has a heart to heart with kauto where he's like look buddy like if you want me to take out this guy i oh, need yeah, some that's help right that's happening you gotta give point. me like six more ex-cons start thawing out more like old 90s guys yeah including jesse the body ventura right. and like some other biker looking guys one of them was supposed to be jeffrey dahmer but as we all know jeffrey dahmer died in jail in 1994 and couldn't have been alive in 2032 <laughs> well, if he would have had those cryo prisons he would have been that's frozen true. they he couldn't have got frozen. to him that's fair couldn't have been <laughs> murdered to death in the shower but yeah, he gets a, his own cool little gang of like Mad Max looking dudes. They start attacking in the underground. We get another big action scene. Oh, here. did you notice that uh, the Mad Max dude that Stallone takes the, the gun off of, one of Leary's right hand man? Is that Jack Black? Yep. <laughs> I knew Cable that Jack Black's Black or Cable Guy's own. I, I did not I did not spot him in the film. That's him. I love like early nineties Jack Black when he's got that like lesbian haircut. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, it's just like he? long it's like yeah, long but short. It's, I don't know. The, it's layered. It's yeah. almost the Rachel. It's yeah, very close bit, yeah, to yeah, being yeah. the Rachel. Yeah. He looks beautiful. Uh what do we get? So the is Phoenix shows up with his baddies and they're mm-hmm. like, Hey, we're gonna fight. Mm-hmm. Uh Stallone helps them. Mm-hmm. 
he uh, protects a young girl because that's his daughter, but they edited it out to where it was never explained that that was his daughter. Oh, thank God, I don't need to be meeting his daughter. That scene where he's like holding the girl and she's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And he's like, I like what she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's his daughter. Oh, that's stupid, stupid. Get rid of all yeah. that. They um, did. Rest of the movie is basically just like fighting and car chases. Yeah. yeah. A great fucking car chase where they're in like a vintage fucking actual gasoline powered muscle car fucking that they find down at Edgar Friendly's sewer. It's an old Simon 442. Phoenix I can't remember like what year. One of the cop 70. cars were, were shooting at each other. We're crashing into things. A lot of cool stuff's happening. Sandy Bullock has to learn how to drive on the fly and Stallone's like on top of the car trying to jump from car to car. All that classic 90s action movie car yep. stuff's going on. Um, I don't really have any notes up until like the final fight. Do we just go straight into the final fight here where we're like back at the uh cryo jail and phoenix and uh john spartan are having it out their their final confrontation so he phoenix kills koto somewhere along the lines Mm -hmm. or somewhere along the way just like throws him in his fireplace after he gets all of his guys thought out so that guy's dead fucking Simon Phoenix and his goons are the last people. Most of them get killed. It all boils down, which is insane, like, too. I guess the cuts were made of this movie, you said, too. Clearly, yeah. the uh, the underboss fight with Jesse Ventura was cut out of this because right. there, there definitely was one. You don't cast Jesse Ventura as one of these random goons and then have him do nothing in a movie. He's fucking Jesse Ventura at this point. Nope. There he was ain't a, got time to bleed. There's a whole deleted fight He's about ready to be the fucking governor, so I don't know. Between Stallone and Ventura. I get cutting shit like subplots with the boss. To, you get the, Ventura with the daughter down, movie, but yeah. You leave it in there. Stallone and Ventura going at it? Fucking, I need that shit. I saw him fight Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Or fight with Schwarzenegger, you know, like. Now he's got to fight fucking Stallone. Yeah. It's got to happen. Uh, But it doesn't. But the big fight between him and Snipes is pretty cool. They're like swinging all around inside the cryo jail. Everything's frozen. You want to talk great screenwriting. Opening fight, they're fighting and everything's on fire. Closing fight, they're fighting everything's frozen. That's that's screenwriting there, people. One of the Circular. first things. Everything's coming back. One of the first thing they teach you in film writing uh-huh. is fire uh-huh. and ice. That's right. You try to work that in every movie you can. That's why your brother got that yin-yang tattoo where half of it was fire and half of it was ice. It was after he saw Demolition Man. David. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's on his face like Mike Tyson. So it all like fucking goes down to fucking Wesley Snipes thinks he's got one over on Stallone, but Stallone grabs one of the little like glowing blue orbs that makes things freeze real fast. Yep. He like reverse fucking Snipes as him. Snipes fucking lit all the gasoline on fire in this one. Fucking Stallone freezes all the fucking water in the place in this one and then gets away on a little swinging crane thing. So he's up in the air. Wesley Snipes freezes from head to toe. Stallone swings by, kicks his fucking frozen head off. It's kind of cool. Just boots his frozen head straight off. I, I hate to see Simon Phoenix go, but it's a cool way for him. The frozen to go. head hits the ground. It shatters into a million pieces, yeah. which I, if, are there still any props hanging around or do they like really shatter these things? Because if I could just get the prop of Simon Phoenix's frozen severed head, like, oh, it's got to be put somewhere. that on my mantelpiece. Yeah. I'd put that on my mantelpiece for fucking I, sure. I, I go to, a, there's a couple auction sites. I'll find it for you. No, oh, thank God. Yeah. 
I got you. I know I know you're in that business. Yeah, you got to be, man. You got to. Oh, he had the beret on the whole time during this fight, too. Well, of course forget. he did. Yeah. Fucking, you, you get your beret back, you, you wear it, it for the rest of the movie, because you put it on. Berets are fucking cool. Everybody yeah. knows that. And so then after he kills Simon Phoenix, he's like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, I got to blow up this building, too, because I'm the demolition man. Yeah, which somehow it blows up. It goes from everything freezing to everything exploding. Like, yeah. get another explosion in the movie. That's fine. They're so like he gets out of the jail and they're like, oh man, like where's Simon Phoenix? He's like, ah, I didn't apprehend him, but I killed the shit out of him. Exploded him, and also everyone else who is incarcerated in this prison, they're all dead now. Yeah, and they're like, well, what do we do moving forward? To which Stallone just basically goes, figure it out, homos. Yeah, and then he makes out with me too, Sandra Bullock again, and then she's like, ooh, are all fluid transfers this? good or whatever and i'm like uh quit pretending like you think stallone's sexy stallone is not sexy and then now you're talking about his fluids being in your mouth and then they immediately cut fluids. they immediately cut to stallone and sandra bullock gravesite <laughs> over stallone's dead brother oh wait no, no that, was last that, week. that was last week when oh the teenage girl who was a teenage girl throughout the movie was suddenly dressed like a middle-aged woman and acting okay. like she was married to Steven Seagal. That's my nothing, mistake. Nothing quite so bad That's, happens in this okay. one. Something really good happens, though, is that the Demolition Man song starts. Demolition Man! By Sting. <laughs> the police's own Demolition sting. Man! Well, Somehow. He re-recorded got, the police yeah, hit. Yeah, Demolition Man! Fucking doing a new version of that song. How for this fucking movie? How pissed do you think he was? What nah, he, what he was he a get fucking... paid to do that? Yeah, I hope he got a fucking payday. This it, song is garbage. It's '93. Sting was a fucking turd. Come '93, like I think he was still like mainstream, easy listening stations, oh, like yeah. famous and like probably making a ton of money though. Oh, like, this is right after Fields of Grain or whatever man. the fuck, you know? Listen, I'm not going to pretend like I'm familiar with any of Sting's post-police work. That's definitely one I've heard in a dentist office before. On the light, the light FM. Yeah. It's like right after that. That's got to be like late 80s or Either way, we got a Demolition Man end credit song, which is fucking cool. And if you're going to make a big budget action movie and you don't have a song for your movie over the end credits, go fuck yourself. Are you even trying? Do you know why they use this song? Because it was the song that inspired the entire movie. Like, yeah. Everything you need to know about the movie is in this song. Yeah. The, the quote unquote writer of this film and not the actual heavy bold those quotes. Not the actual Russian guy that wrote this movie in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Got it stolen from him. Yeah, in there the Cold was War. some uh, Eastern European man who says that he published a novel that is this movie all the way through. Probably minus the Dennis Leary rant. I don't think I don't think he had the Dennis Leary rant uh, built into it probably. <laughs> But whatever, that's Hollywood, baby. Yeah, but the American writer, he was like, I had a piece of shit car with a boombox chained to the back seat and it only played police's demolition man. Oh, that's a sad note to go out on. <laughs> he said he just kept listening to that song over and over again and just kind of came up with, like, there's the line, what are you going to do when the demolition man comes for you? Yeah. He's like, oh, what if, like, Stallone is just blowing shit up? That guy... Today is Steven Spielberg. Oh, Matt, let's take a little break here. 
Let's have these listeners listen to some upcoming attractions we've got okay. in the future. And uh, when we come back, Demolition Man will enter. Good. told me I would be under complete protection the entire time. Your Cyrex is selling weapons technology. This disc and your testimony will help us put them and their co-conspirators behind bars. You've done a great service for your country, Miss Cullen. Now it's time to think about your safety. He is Special Agent John Kruger. He'll be handling your personal security. We have a problem. The Cullen woman is still alive. His code name is Eraser. You're in an extremely high-risk situation, Miss Collin. That should have been explained to you. The only way to give his witness a future is to erase her past. Your new name is Deborah Elliott. You know the signal. 911, I get out of the apartment. I work alone. If anyone comes to you and claims that I've sent them, use this. This, the girl, the guns. By dawn, they don't exist. Every person who knows the truth, $52 million on sale, is dead. I'll make them disappear one by one. Except the one guarded by him. You're alive. Now I'll keep you that way. Trust me. Arnold Schwarzenegger. has arrived. I'll enjoy introducing him to you. Eraser. Come and get me. They warned him when he went undercover that this would be a most unpleasant assignment. I look forward to it. But nobody expects him to be pleasant. Put up the wrong practice, buddy. Brian Bosworth is stone cold. And then some. Rated R. You're right, Nate. I I argued you, but you took me through the guy's entire catalog and ninety three. Pretty sting much slaps. peak sting. Pretty oh. much peak sting. He was. Doing it all. Just add Demolition Man to to the resume, and yeah, there's no denying it. He was Mr. 1993. Yeah, he was doing it that year, man. Matt, Judgment Day is when we go out to you, the people out there on the internet, and we see... You, the idiots. ...what you thought about the movie that we watched this week. Uh, find a couple of five-bullet reviews, find a couple of one-bullet reviews. We read them... We let them sway us one way or the other, and then we make our final judgment on the film and give them our own bullet ratings. 
And again, don't forget, we are easily swayed. So mail your $5 yeah, to Baby Hollywood Oil producers out there, fucking, you yeah. see us coming up on your calendar, you better start, I don't know, at least send me that Wesley Snipes head. Right. I was going to say $5. Okay, clearly we're joking. But if you mailed us a bottle of like Wild Turkey 101. Mm-hmm. like That's all it would take. Five bullet reviews. Yeah. Cross the board. From here to infinity. It's not hard. Uh, Matt, this first one bullet review I have here is from an IMDb user named A-Mar. Drawing a bell. I think maybe we read, read an Amar uh, review on here before. This might be this might be somebody making multiple uh, Sounds like an asshole. Day. Let's see. Go rent Virtuosity instead. Almost exactly the same plot, but presented with better acting and more plausibility. There's no satire or political commentary in this movie. Satirists need to understand their material. The quote-unquote society presented here is so implausible that it projects the current trends with all the deep comprehension of a third grader. Oh, that's sad. The producers are hoping no one will really think about the horrid dialogue. How does he know? But some of us just can't help it. If you are incapable of shutting your brain completely down for an action flick like this one, you have a much more enjoyable time lurking at virtuosity. One bullet for my IMDb user, A slash Mar. Read that A-mar. first line again. <clears throat> Go rent virtuosity instead. If you would have just left it there, I might have been swayed. Virtuosity, that other movie where uh, two people from the 90s get frozen and they're thawed back out in 2032. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Matt, I found somebody else who's not a big fan of Demolition Man. Is it Ivo Cobra? No, no, that's definitely not true. This is a one bullet review from a letterboxed user named The Moose Man. <laughs> if I wanted to see baby boomers do self indulgent impressions of John Wayne, I'd turn on Fox News. Sliced alone is this obnoxious protagonist named John Spartan. Read Uncle Sam Big Wiener, whose ruggedly individual. No-nonsense ways resulted in the deaths of 30 innocent people. Not true. He was framed. Bitch. Now that he's unfrozen, he's out to prove that he learned nothing. And he doesn't care about your snowflake feelings while he eats a rat burger just to prove how stupid everyone else is. On a related note, I've always hated Sandra Bullock for being the acting equivalent of a roll of paper towels. But holy crap... She was wildly bad in this one. She doesn't seem very absorbent. She's always been vanilla AF, but this was actively terrible. Really hard to sit through. Wesley Snipes is okay, but nothing special as the villain. Demolition Man only has an excuse to exist because of its awesome set design. Everything else is just Attack of the Clones levels of sitting and talking. Not nearly enough action to justify the suffering we're put through. This is one of the worst movies in one of my favorite genres. Usually I have an intellectual curiosity about bad movies. But this one is one of the only times I've seen a film and wished I had my time back afterwards. Two thumbs way down. He doesn't even demolish very much. Did he watch the movie? One bullet from the Moose Man who... Must have had his eyes covered through all the fucking shit that gets demolished in this movie. I mean, we demolish nearly everything. He brings up, like, really good points and then, like, immediately throws out something completely erroneous. Yeah, I don't feel like that was a bad faith uh, review there, but it was, it was 
you couldn't find too many people who only thought this was a one bullet review. I feel, well, I feel like Demolition Man is highly well regarded, especially among an IMDb user named D Grozier, who gave this five bullets. Mel He says, "Can't imagine a world when the government controlled your every desire." Freedom of speech, a concept of the barbaric past? Welcome to John Spartan's world when he wakes up to fight a PC nightmare controlled by left-wing man-hating lesbians, Silicon Valley, and Jack Dorsey's minions. Wesley Snipes is Antifa. You have just been deplatformed by the morality police. On the money, 1984. Idiocracy. Demolition man. Not for douchebag virtue-signaling millennials. You need a sense of humor to appreciate this timeless look into what was the future. Five bullets from IMDb user DGrazer. That's a, a very unfortunate review. It's uh, pretty mean-spirited for being such a positive review. You yeah. need to get some more positivity in here. So Can we bring a little levity? Luckily, there is some levity out there. You're going to be shocked to hear Ivo Cobra 8 did not give this a one-bullet review. He gave this a five-bullet review. What? Official one baby of his blow favorite critic, movies? Ivo Cobra 8. Don't, don't jump the gun. We're All not right, so certain right. that's how he feels about it. We just know that he likes five bullets so far. Let's get into here what he has to say here. Well, you didn't let me name the other five movies that are also on the list. Demolition Man is one of the best epic classic science Thank fiction you. adventure film of all time. Mostly because I wrote it. An all-time classic. Europe. Has it all. Explosions, practical effects, one-lighters, 80s song fests, soundtracks. Yes. It is one of my personal favorite movies. I love this film to death. It is Stallone Snipes' futuristic science fiction action flick of the 90s. They don't make like this anymore. Demolition Man is my favorite best Stallone sci-fi action movie. Very awesome alongside with Rambo films. Demolition Man is one of the funniest, most action-packed, and most poignant social satires of at least the last 22 years. Boom. (laughs) He gets it. It's not necessarily the easiest film to appreciate, as it makes its points through extremely over-the-top, mindless action and tongue-in-cheek, purposefully cheesy plot and dialogue, but it's well worth trying to acclimate oneself to the style if you're not an action or sci-fi fan. It's a little in the know. As the satire cuts deep. There are other films with somewhat similar aims, such as Total Recall and Starship Troopers, which are perhaps just as good as Demolition Man, but they certainly can't top it, and they have aims other than the purely satirical. As a social commentary, it's extraordinarily on target. Mm. I mean, come on. This is the movie where the joke was made that Schwarzenegger would be president and Taco Bell would win the franchise wars, and what do you know? Now people want the Constitution amended so Arnold can run for... Nobody's asking for that. Nobody's asking... And President Taco Bell is winning the franchise wars. Three senators. They merged with Pizza Hut and KFC. Three senators tried to get that passed. One of Stallone's best sci-fi action-packed films. This film is phenomenal. Send a maniac to catch a maniac. Sylvester Stallone is a legendary badass cop, John Spartan, demolition man. He plays by his own rules, and he does what he does best to catch the bad guys. He will blow things up to get the job done, and he does done in this movie. Demolition Man divided my childhood, and I love this movie to death. The cast, the script, the story itself, all of these elements come together to make this one of the best action movies of the 90s. This movie does have a few surprises, and it is not above making fun of itself or the action movie genre. Dennis Leary is a wonderful touch. It is a perfect addition to an action movie night or collection. 
The movie has humor, a little comedy, and pure action that the gunplay is delivered in perfect Stallone-sniped style. You'll see lots of heavy automatic and explosive weapons, and you'll see them used well. Always uses that line. They're used well. Well. (laughs) Stallone uses handguns, including a Remington shotgun. Oh. The film is absolutely filled with great classic moments. I counted 10 all-star ones during my last viewing, and they're evenly spaced through the movie. The martial arts are excellent. So are the cryo-prison scenes. Terrific special True. effects and art direction. True. Marco Brambilla did a great direction debut of directing of one of my all-time classic sci-fi action movies. Yes. This is an action film that actually has a brain in its head and has something to say. The vision of Future World here is undeniably original and memorable. What is more admirable is that many of the things seen here are happening in real world. Demolition Man shows what would happen if the politics will went too far with it. Anyway, I love this film. I grew up with Demolition Man. Beside Cliffhanger is my second best favorite action Stallone movie. The rating I am giving is a 10 because the film isn't a 6, but it is a perfect 10. It is a film that is an underrated cult classic movie that I will always enjoy and cherish it to death. Demolition Man is a 1993 American science fiction action film directed by Marco Brambilla and his directorial debut. Mm-hmm. The film stars Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. The film was released in the United States on October 8th, 1993. Ooh. Demolition Man is a 1993 science fiction action film starring Sylvester Stallone as John Spartan, a Los Angeles cop with a reputation for destruction, who in the future year of 1996 is found guilty of a crime he didn't commit and is subsequently sentenced to be frozen in a cryogenic prison along with his nemesis, Simon Phoenix, Wesley Snipes. Spartan is then revived in the year 2032 and finds himself in the city of San Angeles when Phoenix escapes. Spartan is then asked by the San Angeles police force to use his old school tactics to take down his arch enemy. The film's cast also includes Sandra Bullock, Benjamin Bratt, and Dennis Leary. The hmm. film is notable for featuring one of the first and only appearances of a Heckler and Koch G11, an experimental rifle at the time that was portrayed as futuristic magnetic pulse rifle. And they used it extremely well. Badass seal of approval. Five bullets from Ivo Cobra 8, who uses his words and he uses them well. Couple takeaways here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, I'd like to uh, make it clear. I'm not going to go through it, but he has an equally long review that says all pretty much the same things under his other IMDb name, Nightmare on Elm Street fan. And at one point he does mention in that, Sorry, I had to review it twice, but I got banned again. <laughs> so I'm like, some IMDb sort of history take of uh, October 8 getting banned from, uh, and that's why every once in a while I'll come across a, another name that has that's clearly been written by the this same man. voice. Yeah. yeah, not at all. Starting to make Nightmare sense. Elm Street fan, October 8. It's all starting to sound like it's part of a conspiracy. Ah, they're trying to shut him down. Uh, in Kuwait, mm-hmm. this movie was titled Rambo the Destroyer. It should have been called that everywhere, quite frankly. That's it a good title. would have made more money. Uh, and then the second thing is uh-huh. I want to look at his uh, cliffhanger review again. Mm-hmm. Because he said this is his second favorite Stallone movie yeah. next to Cliffhanger. What's he, what's he say in that Cliffhanger? Like, I want to hear him be like, I love Cliffhanger. It's my second favorite next to Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. I think we did that a year ago yeah. in our original uh, action 90s action movie, oh, Rushmore. Was it a year Time ago? to go back. Time to go back and re-listen to that Cliffhanger episode. Man, even in the world falling apart, time still flies. Wow. How yeah. about it? A Matt, year. What are your final thoughts in your bullet rating? I got... Man? All sorts of thoughts. Um, 
it's Stallone. I like Stallone. This is 93. This is right when he like started moving. Well, not well, either way. It's in the wheelhouse of when he stopped. He started to distance himself from Rambo mm-hmm. and started to do like the stupid like Stallone. That, hey, look at me. I talk very fun. I'm an intelligent man. I'm not an idiot. Are you talking about how much you love the movie Oscar? Yes. Yeah, that yes. is a good one. Is that the one where uh, playing like a Kevin Klein's the president or something? I don't fucking know don't what's going on Dave. in Oscar. Nah, either way, it's like a fucking comedy of manners, or like his daughter is trying to date somebody he doesn't approve of. It's it's a little bit inside. One I of the worst it. things you could ever sit through. It's his Hudson Hawk. Everybody's got one. Um, but yeah, he he clearly transitioned in the early '90s to like a. Oh, I'm fun-loving and marketable. Like, oh, I'm not just like a crazy mm-hmm. caveman. Mm-hmm. You kind of are, though. Yeah. You like, kind of are, though. I wish you would have given us a little more of that. For sure. This movie's not without its issues. Uh, like you said, uh, Ventura, we never get to see him die. Some stuff gets edited out for Blue the better. on that one. Some stuff gets edited out for the worse. All in all, it left me being like, it's a pretty good movie, but then like I forgot all about Sting, mm-hmm. and you know my feelings on theme title, theme songs, oh, yeah. you know, uh, so I got to give it three and a half. Three and a half bullets for Demolition Man, a film that's, poo, looks like it's so far, it's, that's the highest score anybody's gotten during the month of July here. This might be the winner. I stand by it. Winner of the month here. We'll see how, how things... What say you, Nathan? Next week, um, I say this fucking is quintessential '90s blockbuster. Yeah. Made me want to go drink a giant Mountain Dew out of the Taco Bell tie-in cups that I'm sure existed back there. Probably mix a couple other sodas in there too. Get some of those cinnamon twists or something. Yeah. I don't know. This is before Code Red was uh, invented, so yeah, I'd probably have to mix a couple other uh, sodas in there too. Yeah. Uh, a lot of corniness and implausible plot stuff, but the the tone of the film is intentionally camp enough to where that's never a problem lots of memorable shit quotable lines fucking wesley snipes just strutting ass through this whole movie putting on a fucking show as simon phoenix one of the best bad guys of the 90s uh it's my favorite movie of the month so far as well that's why i gotta stick it also at three and a half bullets right there there alongside of you and i gotta admit that for it's like what an hour 50 plus all that beefy stallone man meat yeah i never i never felt the uh the length of it no when i was watching it it definitely sits closer to like an hour 40 than two hours uh, like why is this scene still in here everything's got something i enjoyed every scene Usually, uh, use some more Rob Schneider, maybe even. Usually, edits and rewrites are a kiss of death, but eh, moved along. Maybe this time around, we helped things out yeah. a little bit. I didn't mind it. We'll see next week if our uh, Schwarzenegger movie needs some help out of the gate to succeed, because this is one that I have not seen quite a long time. We're going to be watching. That's right, you've been erased. We're watching. You've just Eraser. been erased. I try to discover uh-huh. a little something Capping to off make our fucking July sweeter. with fucking Can't Arnie. Wait. It's going to be great here on our little podcast. Uh, don't you give me no soul and stay single. I'm Baby Oil and Blow. It's a long road when you're on your own. And it hurts when they tear your dreams. Apart. And every new 
your heart.